All right. Welcome to the show. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts. We are a full podcast show now. We were on the radio. Now we're just nothing but a video podcast. Now you can also listen to our audio on iTunes, on Spotify, or any um, I guess just really any streaming mm-hmm. uh, mechanism that you use for your uh, audio podcast. Now, though, we are full video podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, subscribe us, like us there. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. You can go to our website, contractortalkpodcast.com. Find us there. Um, you don't want to miss the show. Uh, we do talk about insurance-related uh, stuff that you want to know about <laughs> as a contractor for contractors and for consumers. Um, and I'm your host, Richie Kidwell, uh, trusty co-host and attorney, Hans Kennen. Uh, What's going on? Glad to be back again. It's yet another Tuesday <clears throat> going on, out live again. Now that we have the new format. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah this is great. Um, and we answer uh, questions for you as looking at it from perspective of a contractor talking to a consumer and helping you out as a consumer and your one time of loss and your need and a property related loss and then hans kennan here is a, has been an attorney for 25 plus has it been longer than 25 <clears throat> longer than 25 i was trying to yeah yeah I do like it. Um, and uh, it is very plugged in here in the Florida, uh, not only as a lawyer, but also on the property team there with FJ, the Florida Justice Association. They call it the trial bar mm-hmm. uh, here. They represent the attorneys, the, the law firms, the lawyers, everybody. Uh, that's why they call it the trial bar here in the state of Florida. And during this legislative session, uh, which we are now halfway through yes. our 2024 nice Florida thing. legislative session, um, every year it starts different. It starts the first Tuesday of January, one year. The next year, the first Tuesday of uh, March. March. And it goes for 60 days. Once it's over, the Red Solo Cups come out in Tallahassee. That's the only day legally you can walk through the entire Capitol building with a Red Solo Cup <laughs> that's full of alcohol. Um, they're all partying. They have, uh, and I've been there every, you know, every year since 2014, and uh, every year it still astonishes me. They have a bigger, bigger party outside mm-hmm. of like vendors giving free alcohol and parties and like luau's and it's just everybody's just done with the legislative session mm-hmm. just getting drunk you can walk in and out of the capitol through security with a full cup of alcohol which is fantastic so um but anyways uh i would definitely say don't miss it if you want to go to the red cup day it's, a, it's the 60th day after <laughs> after legislative session so uh, but anyway so here we are we're doing our halfway through our 2024 Florida legisla- legislative update, uh, brought to you by Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Um, so, Hans, you were just telling me that you were on a call with the uh, the property uh, folks over there at the Florida Justice Association, and you have some sort of update for us. A little bit. It's one of those things that sometimes silence is is louder than noise, or whatever that saying would be. Um, we, we asked that we talked a lot about what's coming up, if anything else is regarding property for the you, the consumer. That means your homeowner's insurance. Um, there's been a lot of bills between 21, 2021 and 2023 um, that made a lot of changes. We, what, the, you hear us talk about, if you hear us on the radio or now hear us through the podcast, a lot of things that happened, none of which uh, positively impacted uh, your premium rate other than it positively impacted the insurance company charging you more. Right. Um, and less coverage. With, with less coverage. Now, mm-hmm. the discussion I've had with, uh, with the head of uh, FJA was that there are no property bills currently pending before the House or the Senate, other than Senator Jones's bill, which unfortunately has not gotten a lot of traction. And we can talk about that in a moment. 
But as, other than Senator Jones's bill, there's nothing else that appears to provide any premium relief to the consumer. Um, there's nothing else out there we're aware of that would reduce premiums or force the insurers to do that. Um, so again, from the, the good and bad of that is sometimes uh, there are years where I go, what else can they ask for? What else can the insurance company ask for? And then they tell me, and I'm like, oh, my God, okay, okay. when yeah. did, didn't well, they, see that coming. They literally got the kitchen sink right. last year. They did. And multiple bills, four bills that changed the landscape of our insurance as we know it today, you know, major insurance reform. And I'm mm-hmm. not talking about just property. Oh, but, yeah. But auto, medical, mm-hmm. life, all of it was affected. I mean, even to the uh, other nuances of the who's at fault stuff. Yes, contributory negligence back from the uh, wow. eight, early, late 1800s, early 1900s. <clears throat> so, again, so a lot, so nothing's, so everything that's bad is going to remain. Um, but it's what it, it, doesn't, what it seems like it. doesn't appear there's any new bad coming out. Uh, which again is it becomes an odd way to live your life. Where you're like, oh, good, nothing bad came out of the legislature so far this year. Um, but so there's there's no premium relief um, scheduled. But it doesn't appear they're trying to take away any more of your benefits or rights at this point. Mm. And that's a topic for our next show. Will be just the continuing uh, erosion of our policy through oh, limitations, yeah. exclusions, and these small minute discounts in which they can take mm-hmm. more of your coverage away and they can be like well i i told you about that i give you a discount yeah, I, gave, I gave you 25 dollars i'm sorry we don't have to pay for your roof now right right exactly or we've heavily or grossly just reduced the amount of coverage for your roof when they're not allowed that part of the bill several years ago failed mm-hmm. in yes. which they brought out a roof surface schedule, schedule based on the age of your roof and what they're going to uh, give you an actual cash value and basically depreciate. Yeah. No, the statute still stands that on an HO3 policy, they give you full, uh, what they call RCV, replacement cost value, what it costs today to replace it, mm-hmm. right? A TV you're gonna lose, right? A TV you bought for a thousand, you can buy it today for 200, right? right. So they, they uh, so they owe you a brand new one at 200, not a yep. thousand, right? Exactly. So that you lose, but on a roof, like the prices are only going up. So they mm-hmm. owe you for what it, what it cost. Yes. You know, and, and I love how I heard this line one time and, and maybe it was from Grant, the engineer. And he's like, listen, man, it's like if, if there was gold laminate underneath that roof cover, uh, underneath that roof covering, mm-hmm. you got to replace it back with this golden laminate or whatever the right. heck it is. Like you have to replace like with like. Yes. Um, and so we find or we see that in our Florida statute today. They have to give you uh, two things and that's replacement cost value and ordinance and law coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and those things are, are given to you by our Florida statute. And you see the insurance companies finding more ways to go around it. Um, and so you won't see that in the Florida statute changes and the stuff that we're talking about now about these statutes that are going th- or excuse me, these uh, um, perspective bills that are going mm-hmm. through our Florida legislature now. And that would then turn into a statute if it goes through our Senate, th- usually three committees in the Senate yep. roundabout or three committees through the House then get signed off by the Speaker of the House, signed off by the Senate President. Together, they become one mutual bill. Usually, you'll see them differently between the House and the Senate, and then they have to marry up at the end. And then it gets delivered to our governor for full signature, and then it becomes a bill, or he can veto it. Yes. So our, our governor is still in power for this year uh, and, and the next two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he doesn't run for vice president and get out of here, uh, which, would be, which would be ideal for us uh, to try to get some rights back for consumers and contractors here in the state of Florida. But as, but as, uh, as, as you stated, there isn't much going on this year. We are halfway through now. We hit yep. our halfway point of our Florida legislative session. 
And uh, if we look back last year, major reform already went through. Oh, yeah. And it was already signed by the governor. It was already law yeah, by this time. Within 30 days of the session starting, that entire um, tort reform or, or civil mm. remedy relief bill, as they called it, mm. was already done and, and on the government. Because it went into effect. It's the fastest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it went through three committees in the House, three committees in the Senate, got signed off by both, went to the governor, and then the governor signed it on March 26th. 26th. So, so the wow. session started the, 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 the first or Tuesday. Second, second Tuesday. And by March 26th, already already in law. It's already done. Dramatic changes to uh, to the landscape for right. for consumers and small business owners and everybody else. Right. And then we look this year, and it's crickets. Nothing has happened in property. No. It's, it's I, I you know again every year when this happens, I always say, after last year, I still said, what are they going to try to do this year? Right. And apparently, there's there's really no appetite whatsoever um, in Tallahassee to try to address change or anything along those lines. Mm-hmm. I think the insurers maybe have spent, spent a lot of money the last couple of years. Um, perhaps they're, they're taking a break also. I think we want, they want to see a lot also of what's going to happen in, uh, in the insurance markets as well as the litigation markets. Are people still going to bring as many claims? People are terrified to bring claims. I, p- people call me all the time and they're like, I don't want to make a claim. I just have some questions for you. And I'm like, well, I'm happy to answer your questions, but it sounds so far like it's something you should probably claim. And people are very nervous about that. They worry if they make any sort of claim, no matter how meritorious or how large, they'll still not have coverage um, right, after, right. after that. That's, that's, a, that's a real fear. I mean, oh, yeah. they put so much, by creating this crisis, they put so much fear in the minds of folks that are that have insurance, been paying it for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, you buy insurance to cover you for costs over your deductible. Yep. You know, and you don't think about it much when you have a car accident. You're like, all right, well, you know, I have to file the claim because I'm paying my deductible, and then you you handle with the insurance. Mm-hmm. But then when a house, when your pipe busts or wind opens your roof and you have water inside, you're like, now all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's it's a big decision. <clears throat> all of a sudden, where uh, things that otherwise would have been, hey, that's, that's why I have coverage. That's why right. I pay the premium. We're not asking anyone to make up a fake claim or anything like that. You got real damage. That's what the insurance insurance is there for. The mm-hmm. problem is now the public's perception is that if I do the first question I get is, are they going to cancel me? Right. Like, I mean, literally, it's like, okay, um, I had a bad hailstorm and my roof's damaged, my house is leaking. Are they going to cancel me if I make a claim? And, and all I can say is, well, they're not supposed to. I mean, they're, they're not, and they can't cancel you. They have to wait till the end of the policy, then non-renew you. And I realize that can just be a, a bit of a technicality, but they can't. You can't make it. Just so everyone knows. Once you make a claim, they still cannot immediately cancel you, no matter what the resolution is. They have to wait till the end of the policy term, and then they can potentially non-renew you. Right. Um, but again, the coverage is there for a reason. But people do. The first thing they say is, am I going to get canceled? Right. I mean, and that's their fear. And that's what's been instilled with all this fake crisis, this mm-hmm. fake news going out. And claim volume is so high. That's why all these insurance or companies are going out of business. No, no, no. They're just bad business people. Yeah, underfunded. That, underfunded at the beginning. Right. I mean, life's all about timing. So for, for people like the avatars of the world who started <laughs> not, not not long before Hurricane Irma, well, right. Hurricane Irma was a big storm. So they, they didn't have adequate capitalization, and that's why they eventually ended up going out of business. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the others that just open up other entities and overpay them right. just so they can make money off the consumer's backs mm-hmm. and then go to OIR, the Office of Insurance Regulation, and then get – these crazy insurance, or excuse me, these uh, premium uh, 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 raises. Right. Um, for, for, for the remaining company. Again, they, they right. t- put the old company in bankruptcy, send it off to FAGA, the Florida, Florida Insurance Guarantee Association, which is essentially the, the safety net 
for consumers. I'm not sure how safe it is sometimes. Right. But it is a safety net where if your insurer goes out of business, your claim gets transferred to FIGA, and there's, they, again, have a pooled amount of money that they utilize to then pay claims and, and get those resolved for people. But what you saw is some insurers literally, like I said, going out of business and <clears throat> giving all their, their bad claims or bad policies, uh, I'm sorry, bad claims to FIGA, and then shifting the remaining or policies they liked over to some other brother sister organization, mm-hmm. like we saw, I believe, with FedNet, FedNet to, to, Monarch. to Monarch, right, right, mm-hmm. and uh, and and we've seen other things too of like UPC National Insurance mm-hmm. Platform that just took Florida because Florida allows just a Florida entity to yep. be born. So if they felt like they were in trouble in Florida, what they do, they they dumped all of their claims from from that last uh, hurricane and the last spike of claims, right. dropped them off to FIGA, and then sold their policies, all the good stuff, over to Slide. There right. you go, Bruce again, yep. winning again. Bruce Lucas. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Lucas, who uh, who founded Heritage and now founded uh, Slide, and then started off by getting money from citizens, which is crazy because he took their takeout policies, about <laughs> 400,000 policies back in 2014. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for him. The Enron uh, uh, CFO guy, then he, right. he, he hits his low, right, and then hits a, uh, hits a home run here in Florida. Anyways, good good for you, Bruce. I'm not downing you. I'm actually like high five. Good job, right, man. Yeah. Uh, you know we need to talk. Like, I gotta agree. I have to agree. I'm green with envy right now. Um, <laughs> he's green with money. Yeah, he is. I'm just envious. He's <laughs> he's green with everything else. Uh, damn it! I didn't think about that first. Either way, so um, so we, here we are now. Uh, and just going back to our topic of just being halfway through this legislative session nothing's going on there's there's a bill sponsored by the minority leader uh, of which is our democratic leader uh his name is chevron jones uh, uh senator jones great guy um from what i understand he's going to run for governor mm-hmm. um and, and I, I hope to God that he actually gets traction. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, he's a, he's a Democrat in a state that's just just super Republican rich right now, and the power is really shifted over to the Republicans. Even though I'm Republican, Jesus, mm. man, too much power. Ooh. I'm just telling you, too much of a good thing is a bad thing, yeah. and that's what Ab- we just saw. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. It, it, it does, man, and I, I'm just like, I'm just shaking my head, man, because it's like we literally had a great governor turn into a dictator mm-hmm. because – the money that he got paid from the insurance lobby to do their bidding. And he became the bitch for the insurance lobby and, and, and also a dictator, a very powerful dictator at that to where the Senate president even announced that she was uh, happy. And so was the, so was the, the, the speaker of the house Renner mm-hmm. excited to have a uh, governor that was running for president and would be excited to absolutely do his bidding. Yep. <clears throat> you know, I believe he said, I believe she said that the governor has an agenda and we're here to fulfill it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, get the knee pads out. I mean, it's like there's no trying at all. It's just like it's, and we couldn't do anything. We saw the bills come out on Friday night. Yep. Gets uh, get signed into law and, and or, or through the committees rather on Monday. Nobody mm-hmm. had a chance to read it, understand it. Hundred pages yep. of 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 very significant law change. And what what, what, what are they, they giving out? A minute? Was it a minute of comment? You ever already got? Yeah. It was some. It wasn't. They wasn't. still filled the rooms with with people that were like, "No, this is wrong. You can't do this." Right. Like I I was you know severely injured because of the effects of not getting paid by my insurance company yeah. years and years and years. And you know after Hurricane Michael and you heard stories from Irma and you heard mm-hmm. you know all these stories and we're just like and they still were like, "Oh, I'm sorry about your." Life. Next, you know, just <laughs> shut it up. down. Time right. is up. And they're callous like that because they got their ruling ahead of time they already had their marching orders before they walked in there mm-hmm. i heard it myself i was in tallahassee i heard the rumors the governor said listen and this was in between um where they changed the seats 
um, from uh, in November uh, mm-hmm. is when they changed the seats. And then there, a new uh, cabinet came in for the Senate and for the House. So the power shifted. And between that, the governor is going around saying, if anybody votes against me, changes a yeah. letter, amends it, anything, all the Republicans at yeah, that, yeah. and said, I will run somebody against you in the primary and you will lose uh, that seat and or if I don't put anybody against you, I will ensure that you don't have any good committees, any power right. in any committees. Mm-hmm. You will be just a, a lame duck doing nothing. Yeah. Right. And so everybody were scared and they did exactly his bidding mm-hmm. and, and, and they, they, they let him do whatever. The bills came out of the governor's office. I mean, even when I filed uh, through the Restoration Association of Florida, um, our members and, and, and myself filed suit against the major change and saying called it unconstitutional. Yeah. And who responded? Because I didn't. Su- I didn't sue the governor's office. You can't. <laughs> right. right. You can sue the licensing board, construction licensing board, DVPR. So we did. Who answered the complaint? The governor's Good office. Oh, and yeah. I was like, what? Why is the governor's office? And then months later, we got a motion to uh, to dismiss. Uh, no, well, before, oh. well, the motion to dismiss was written by the governor's office, right, but, right. but we got a, a motion to, what was it, to interject? Inter- intervene. Yeah, intervene by the governor's <laughs> office right. and citizens and everybody were like, how the hell? I can't sue them, but they're, they, they can still participate. So they intervened, so they intervened because uh, the judge allowed it, and then mm-hmm. the very next hour they did the motion to dismiss, and they granted the motion to dismiss because right. it was too, you know, too much of a big thing for the governor and for the state, for the people of the state, and I'm like, what you were literally screwing all the consumers yeah. in the state of Florida by taking away their their one thing that they need to have. Like if I'm suing for a ten thousand dollar roof, I need every penny for my roof. That's the indemnity. That's how much you owe me. Right. Now you're telling me I have to pay out of my own pocket, and that and that's when I ran into John Morgan a couple months back, and he was like, "Yeah, that's why I'm I'm, I'm not really interested in doing property right now. I don't want to look somebody in the face when when on a ten thousand dollar roof and say, hey, you know, we did our best and we got you all your money." But here's six thousand, right? You know, and and I'm sorry you can't afford the rest. So what do you expect somebody to do with that six thousand? I have a ten thousand. That's what you owe is ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Same thing on life uh, life benefits now yeah. or auto accident stuff. And man, this is crazy. And what we've really found is with the folks on the property side, is, is while I understand John's concerns, the people are coming to us because they they they're still they still want some some justice. They still want some payment. From their insurer for for bills that, that should have been paid, even right. if they're getting less. I mean, again, that's a hard conversation to have after 25 years of being a lawyer. What we're talking about is until last year, the insurer paid my fees and costs above and beyond the amount they owed the insured. Um, the legislature decided that that the, the the consumer was in a better position somehow to pay that to me than the insurer. Changed 110 years of case law, but again, so with that, I have to have conversations now where I say, look, this is what you're probably going to net. And it's not going to make you whole. Um, sometimes we still can. We still work it out as best we can. But there are conversations we have to have sometimes where we have to tell people, like Richard just said, you're owed 10 after fees and costs will get you six. Um, and, and luckily, people are not very happy about that, but they realize that- Something's better than nothing. And, and that, they, that they came to me with number zero, and we got, we, we got them a, a good head start. But it's a, it's a uncomfortable conversation that really should never have to occur. Right, right. It really shouldn't. And before the last legislative uh, legislative session, that was exactly it. And the same for contractors. Contractors have the right to be able to say, take it a valid assignment of benefits, just like your doctor's office, just like your windshield person, mm-hmm. just like anybody working in insurance who's a contractor or a specialist or any p- service provider can then take a, what they call an assignment of benefits. Uh, and prior to this year, we were able to freely assign your rights and benefits on your auto policy. It's like, if you want to call somebody that's not State Farm, or excuse me, well, State Farm and Safe Light are the same, whatever, right, right. Um, you know, to, to replace your 
your windshield, you can hire anybody off the street. And that's what I preferred. I never called Safe Light because I'm like, no, I want somebody that's really cares and that's going to put in the real windshield replacement right. and not like some aftermarket stuff mm-hmm. to save money. Yeah. Um, and now you can't even do that anymore. They killed that last year on, on, in the legislative session by putting this major tort reform through that took away all the attorney's fees. And then they made, then they banned assignment of benefits, made it invalid, mm-hmm. and then also made auto shops invalid that use that that take uh, an assignment of benefits. You right. know, they, they literally killed the auto world. They killed the property world. They killed vendors like like myself doing smaller invoices on assignment of benefits. Um, you know, a lot of mitigation, remediation companies out of business, a lot of roofing contractors out of business. Yeah. You know, and because they were able to then work with the insurance company and help the homeowner out. But they want to silence those skilled labor, those skilled service providers, like yeah. the doctors, like the like the the skilled uh, folks that put in the uh, 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 the windshields, the the contractor folks, the roofers that are are sophisticated enough to make sure that they get paid, and it can, will educate the homeowner and, and walk them hand to hand, get them paid, put their roof on, which validly owed under the policy. They want to silence that, and they're doing that. They did a very good job yeah, of it this last year. They did, and they only had to pay a hundred million dollars to our governor, <clears throat> which all got spent. Oh, absolutely! I, it did. I, there was, I remember the article in New York Times. I think he spent one hundred and fifty-eight million dollars between the the PAC, the the, wow. the political action committee, and his own personal, uh, and and the gov- and the uh, the actual presidential race. Um, and the Times said basically he spent one hundred fifty-eight million dollars to get nineteen thousand votes in Iowa. Then he quit. So, um, again, wow. so got some explaining to do, son. Yeah, you would think there'd be a yeah. lot, a lot to do, but, um, yeah. but with wow. that, so we're talking about, about the, the windshield auto glass, too. Is that Safe Light obviously controls most of that market now for the insurance company? And never forget, they make the glass. I mean, they're not just like some big installation company, they make the glass that they put in your car. So, they and they don't, I'm not aware of them making any of the cars that I've had over the years have Safe Light glass as, as the OEM product. Mm. Uh, I've not no. seen that. Now, maybe they do somewhere, and maybe I'm wrong about that, but I can tell you the cars that are in our driveway um, don't don't have safe light auto glass in them as the, as the factory glass. Mm. Whenever you don't have factory glass, especially these days when windshields have so many electronics in them <clears throat> for cameras and everything else, um, you, got, you get bad glass, you get bad results, and people die. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, so many, so many big changes last year, and then it looks – Again, you know, uh, this year, very quiet. We don't see major mm-hmm. change happening uh, right now. We are halfway through legislative session. Uh, we have Senate Bill 0102 by Senator Jones. It hasn't been heard by any committees. And usually by this time, some of the committees have already retired. Yep. Um, and there, it doesn't seem like there's a big chance, uh, uh, any chance at all, uh, for any bill that will change property damage or uh, property insurance or even auto insurance yeah. is going to happen this year. It looks it doesn't look like that's going to get any traction either. Apparently, the legislature we're talking about the mandatory bodily injury bill, which would replace the existing no fault system with mandatory bodily injury. That bill's come up the last couple of years, last seventeen that I can think of, and huh. has yet to pass. One year, dig it through the House and Senate. The governor vetoed it. I think that was two years ago. Right. Um, last year, just think, I think again, God. That was an increase from ten to twenty-five thousand. Um, yeah, kind of. Um, it's kind of a, it gives really a completely different set of coverages. Um, but that didn't make it either. And this year, it doesn't appear it's going to even get out of committee, much less make it to the wow. floor. Wow. So 
that's officially your update yeah. is that there is no update uh, so far. <laughs> Somehow it took us 25 minutes to tell you there's nothing happening. That's right. But uh, uh, it's a lot of context yeah. uh, back there in comparison to last year this time, major reform. Yeah. I mean, you even had Dan Newland going up there, you know, trying to talk to the governor and all that this time last year. Well, even before that, this uh, time mm -hmm. last year, everybody trying to make their mark uh, to not have all that major reform happen. And it still did. Not a period, not a comma, not anything would change wow. last year. Now you look at this year, nothing for insurance, um, any change for insurance premiums. No reductions, nothing like that. A lot of this stuff goes through the Office of Insurance Regulation. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about on our next next podcast is going to be about these exclusion limitations. Yeah. There's this new one about 1% of the undamaged material to be now a new cap, 1% of coverage A on there's always been a matching statute here in the state oh, of Florida right, where right. they have to match con light, kind, color material. They have to match uniformity and mm -hmm. continuance of the material. So if you're in a, a certain room and the floor is damaged, they owe for that damaged area, and then they owe for the continuity of it. I probably said that wrong, but uh, for the rest of the floor as it <laughs> continues through the house, whatever. Right. And uh, so they owe for that. But now they've been now sticking in these crazy uh exclusions now or caps or limitations rather uh to where i would say cap you know, one percent cap of this matching stuff so we're going to talk about that next if you're interested about it we'll talk about that and more contractor talk with richie kidwell today we just discussed about what's going on in the florida legislative session halfway through session mm -hmm. nothing's happening uh, no major changes going on, um, and we'll keep you updated as we get closer to the end of our Florida legislative session here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll talk to you guys later. See you.